The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, the affiliates, or digital platforms hosting this podcast. All content is for the purposes of education, conjecture, and at times entertainment. We promote inclusiveness and diversity. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Into the Deep with Jay Costa. Welcome to Into the Deep. I'm Jay Costa. I am so ecstatic about today's guest. He's an inner peace coach who helps people resolve their source of anxiety and overcoming their childhood traumas through his powerful inner peace process. Today's guest is Charles Clay. Charles implements self-healing techniques to release lifelong childhood wounds, to promote healing for present and future generations. We talk about self-awareness and the impact that our actions have on children. When we know better, we do better. Take a moment, share it, like it, subscribe, and without further ado, join me as we seek light and journey into the deep with Charles Clay. Enjoy. Charles, thank you so much for joining me, brother. I can't thank you enough. It's and, an honor to be here. Oh, man. It's, uh, I'm glad we were able to make this work out. If, uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing who you are and what it is you do for our viewers and our listeners. Yeah, I'm an inner peace coach. So I help people resolving the source of anxiety, overwhelm, childhood trauma. And uh, we do that with a, a very powerful inner peace process. And it's, uh, it's one of the most effective self-healing tools I've discovered for releasing generational wounds. And uh, this type of healing work is profound for not only ourselves, but future and past generations. So, you know, I have two daughters. So uh, this is my the most inspiring medicine for me to keep taking, too, um, when I experience triggers, to go to the source of it resolve and heal those wounds so that uh, my children don't have to have those same negative programs moving forward. Love that. It's, uh, it's something that I feel like, I feel like we're probably in the same generation here, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm 44 and, uh, I I feel right on. So I I feel like, uh, you know, our, our parents, that generation before us, you know, life was a little bit different for them. And so our generation, you know, it's like, when you know better, you do better. And we saw behaviors that we probably possibly wanted to correct and we wanted to break the cycle. And uh, I, I feel like that's why generationally now we're seeing so much more people talking about, you know, finding that peace and, and, and working through things. W- what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way that, you know, I don't, I have zero blame towards my parents. I feel like, you know, they did a great job knowing what they knew and, you know, operating with what they, they had to operate with, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm very, uh, I live in gratitude for that. And, you know, the time I got to spend with them while they were here and get to share everything on my heart with them before they passed. And, um, so, you know, we get to do it different, you know, like you said, now we, we just know that there's a better way and we know how much our children are programmed 
by our actions, by our words. So it's like a, an, another level of self-awareness that comes into play, knowing that, you know, we're programming these beautiful little beings, you know, and downloading their software up here with everything that we do. So, you know, it's, um, it's inspiring to get to show up in a good way. Ah, oh, I love that. Um, my condolences, um, sincerely, I, I lost my mom two years ago and it, it mm. was, it's still been, you know, the most challenging thing for me, um, to work through that as well, you know, and, and my dad's taken it pretty tough. So, um, and my brother, but, um, so I gotta ask you, uh, what got you on this trajectory? What got you here? Yeah. You know, if, if we go uh, way back, uh, it started with the classic abandonment wound. You know, my, my mom, my dad married, had an awesome house out in Tiger Mountain, Washington. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, life was good. And then um, they had some some consistent conflicts and ended up getting divorced. And uh, I remember being four years old and my mom knelt down in her leather coat. And I even remember, remember the color of lipstick she was wearing, you know, and shared with me that she was leaving and they're getting a divorce. She didn't know when she'd be back again. And, um, so that for a four-year-old was pretty tough to process. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And, uh, you know, um, I took it as like, back then it was like my, I felt it was my responsibility to keep mom and dad together. It was like this heroic, you know, superhero, um, challenge, but, um, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't meant to be. And so luckily, Months later, she met a new boyfriend and moved in with him in a little town not too far called Preston. And so we got to go see mom again. And that was some of the most vivid, incredible memories of my life um, in that little town. You know, I got to, I walked across the street first day and, and I saw a kid petting his dog and asked him what his dog's name was and started chatting it up with him. And we became best friends still to this day. And uh, we, we started our own uh, little biker gang back then, BMX bikes. <laughs> See, you could make the biggest jumps. And we were called the Scorpions. And we had a tree for it and all this stuff. So it's just these like really vivid, uh, cherished memories, you know, that I had and with uh, tons of imagination. And, and, and then, uh, you know, when I was 10, my, <clears throat> my dad picked us up from baseball practice and he pulled the car over and uh, it's just my brother and I, and I was looking at my brother like, man, something's wrong. And he shared with us that mom had died. And man, I just remember that being like the worst blow to the gut. It just felt like somebody kept hitting me in the stomach with a baseball bat over and over again. And it was just so painful to feel her, to lose her again. But you know, for, in physical form this time. And, and, um, so I remember sitting next to my brother at her funeral, trying my hardest not to cry because of hanging out with these older kids, you know, picking up the beliefs that, you know, men have to be strong, can't show weakness and crying for girls, all this silly nonsense that uh, we pick up. And so that, um, processing that took me, a long number of years to really find those tears. And I went into a space of really just, just kind of numbing out. Like I didn't like being a, a loose cannon and a short fuse 
and overreacting to things. So I just literally like turned the switch. I was like, nope, I control my emotions and nothing rattles my cage. And, uh, you know, in middle school and stuff, that was, that served me pretty well. But over time, I ended up having so much pain in my body, you know, like the same reoccurring injuries. Um, I just go to work out and end up, you know, experiencing tightness and aches, pains, and injuries. So, of course, I was so science-minded then that I was going to chiropractors and, you know, uh, acupuncture and uh, massage therapists, physical therapists, but nothing was really getting to the source of the pain until it's usually the last place we look, right? <clears throat> until I dove into the emotional aspect. And so fast forward, I graduated from Washington State University with my degree in kinesiology. And then shortly after moved to California and lived in San Diego for a good 15 years and lived the beach life. I was a personal trainer and, you know, improving lives through fitness and health coaching. But I was taking on like 10 clients a day running on coffee and, you know, going out on the weekends and just avoiding those heavy feelings with numbing strategies, you know, drinking, you know, smoking cannabis back then and, and, um, and just going out partying. And so eventually that caught up to me, you know, usually the, the universe gives you a, a little feather, you know, first say, Hey, you're a little out of alignment here. You might <laughs> want to make an adjustment. And I uh, didn't listen to that. And then it's like getting hit in the, the head with a brick, you know, um, I got that message, but wasn't able to like fully change my trajectory, kind of fell back into old patterns. So I found myself in Mammoth Mountain back in 2008. And I was up there with two buddies. And on this specific day, it was a full on blizzard. There was snow coming every which way. It was like a whiteout. You could barely see a tree 10 feet in front of you. And we'd gotten to the top. And they'd shut down the chairlift because it was so dangerous. And we're looking around. We're the only ones up there. We're like, well, it's only one way down. Let's charge and stay low, be ready for anything. So we're like surfing through these, you know, it feels like clouds, you know, and just having a blast until about halfway down. I went off the jump that I didn't know was there. And I found myself in midair freaking out because it felt like I just went off the cliff. And I tensed up. As soon as I hit, it was like the impact hit my low back and it felt like I just got hit by a lightning bolt. I mean, it was the most excruciating physical pain I'd experienced. And, and I remember yelling to my friends, hoping they could help me, but they were already in front of me and way ahead. And I look at my phone, my phone's dead. And here I am in the middle of a blizzard at like a level 11 on a 10 scale of pain. And I knew I was in big trouble and, um, you know, it's in those moments that we like find another gear and really turn it on. I just channeled my inner Spartan warrior was able to click my board off and just sit on it. And cause I couldn't stand up. So just slide as far as I could and kind of keel over and breathe into the pain for a while. And eventually I made it down the mountain and then I had to go see all these doctors, um, cause I could barely walk and they're showing me. MRIs and x-rays and all all the, the bad news and uh, they were saying the same thing they told me that I would need surgery ASAP or I might never move the same again and for someone that appreciates these sensory suits uh, so much I just knew even in a fight-or-flight state that that wasn't my path and so I opted out of that and 
chose the self-healing path and that meant um sitting in my apartment in san diego you know i could barely even crawl to the bathroom i was in so much pain and i really like finally had to surrender to all these feelings that i was avoiding for so long you know the, the grief layers from losing my mom the fear if i would ever move the same again the shame of not even being able to stand up let alone do anything productive and you know meaningful and so um i sat there in a pool of my own tears and actually found gold there you know it was like man why have i been hiding from this you know there's actually a a, a pot of self-discovery here at the depths of these emotions and and with that comes a lot of clarity and so I remember setting the intention to drop into a meditation and receive all answers to healing naturally. And uh, during that meditation, a friend I hadn't talked to in over two years, um, just not randomly, but sent me a text and said, hey, I heard your back's in bad shape. Check out NKT, Neurokinetic Therapy, the work of David Weinstock. And so that took me on this uh, epic rabbit hole to learning the work of David's um, NKT neurokinetic therapy. It, it is so cool to be able to get answers from the body through muscle testing and, you know, correct these compensation patterns. And so I, I knew that was my path. I went and caught, I got in touch with him and he's in the Bay. So he set me up with his top student in San Diego, got to do a session with her. And I walked in looking like Shakira stuck in a mid hip dance move. Like my hips were over to the left. Oh, <laughs> man. Over to the right. And of course my body was representing how out of alignment I was with my purpose at that time. Right. And so she got me on the table. What happened next blew my mind and uh, opened my heart. She, she started testing muscle groups and found that my, my glutes weren't firing. You know, she had me just push down with my foot. And uh, there was no activation there. I was like, man, that's weird. I have huge glutes. What do you mean they're not firing? She's like, yep, all form, no function. And uh, she had me clench my jaw and then retested the glutes. And all of a sudden, they're back online temporarily. It's like, wow. So my body just showed us that the neural traffic jam was in the jaw, right? Later to find out, we often carry a lot of anger, resentment, even revenge energy can be you know, stuck there. And that became the neurological traffic jam. So I wasn't getting a signal to the big guns, these muscle groups to help stabilize my hips and, and my spine. So once we figured that out, she's putting these rubber gloves on. She's like, I know we just met, but I'm going to have to go in your mouth. <laughs> I said, what? And uh, she's massaging my jaw. Oh man, it, it ached so bad. But even in just a couple minutes of releasing there, it was like all these pathways started coming online again and my glutes are firing again. We did that for a couple other compensation patterns and I got off the table and was standing up straight and I, I wanted to dance. I gave her a big hug and I said, I'm going to come see you every week. I'm going to learn this. I took all of David Weinstock's courses um, and, and studied with him and, and got certified and became a neurokinetic pain relief specialist in that change the whole trajectory of my path. Wow. Incredible. It, it, it's, it's wild to think, you know, we, we aren't educated enough in our culture to realize the interconnectedness of the body. And, you know, we're talking about ancient systems that have been around for thousands of years that yeah. we don't talk about or discuss in our culture. And yet right. here we are with this like, 
renaissance of learning and studying from the inside out. And it's exactly what you're talking about right here. Yeah, we're, we're taught in our society early on to avoid pain by all means necessary, you know, right. seek externally for pills or numbing agents, alcohol, liquid anesthesia, whatever your thing is that we've been conditioned. And I've found that pain is such a powerful teacher. You know, it's like our body's check engine light <laughs> and it's trying to help us prevent us from a major breakdown. And so when we pay attention, you know, I, I see pain as pay attention inward now. And it's just a great reminder to, to go inward and to seek to understand, you know, pain is, is energy and energy is information. So my body's sharing some important information to help me realign with my path um, and come back into, you know, full functional health and vitality. And that's what's so cool about learning NKT early on is that not only did I get to uh, opt out of having surgery, but I've helped a ton of other people have another alternative to going under the knife or, you know, seeking medication, um, you know, and pills and stuff with all these side effects and actually get to the source. And so I started seeing a lot of the same common denominators. And I help a lot of people with low back pain. They would fly out all the way from Australia to come get sessions and um, we're blown away by, you know, feeling stronger and decreasing the risk of injury and feeling like a new man. And so it's just fascinating. You know, what I've learned from that was pointing to another couple layers that are usually go unaddressed when it comes to pain. And that's the metaphysics, which is fascinating to me. It's like the, you know, what's going on in our life right and and our thoughts and our feelings that are actually affecting you know our body and our, our chemistry and so when you understand that there's a lot of lessons and blessings to gain from the metaphysics as to why this is happening for us instead of to us and that getting out of that victim mode and into an empowering state of you know self inquiry and curiosity um there's some beautiful answers that can arrive and <clears throat> the second piece is the emotional component you know, I'm a great example of, you know, I tried everything to hey, massage out pain, to release all the physical <laughs> things, but nothing really worked until I actually felt through those emotions and allowed that energy to finally metabolize in my system, freeing up so much energy, you know, and, and allowing more pain-free living. And so... I've seen pain as a, a very powerful teacher and uh, my path has been from one to pain to purpose. And now I pay attention to the feathers <laughs> and I get to uh, help others, but, but do it in an easier way. You know, like I, I feel like I took the hard course, um, the hard path, and now I get to teach an easier way. And so we address the metaphysics, the emotional components, the physiology, as well as um, the inner peace process, which is incredible for just step by step going into where some of these limiting beliefs and old generational wounds were beginning in our lives from the first place, right? And this is fascinating because it's such a cool exploration of self discovery. Um, and we get to reparent ourselves through this experience to bring love, support, and safety to the younger parts of us that were going through an event. Like for me, losing my mom, you know, getting to reconnect with that 10-year-old 
of myself. And actually, instead of him feeling like he was going through that alone, I get to join him as my current self and support him through that and, and, and essentially rescue him from that experience that he was stuck in, you know? And that's important because, you know, whether it's the four-year-old, the seven-year-old, these parts of us that feel stuck in past experiences and traumas, um, once we integrate that and bring them back online, it's like, hallelujah. Now you have the imagination, right? That we sometimes lose along the path when we start paying bills and call ourselves grownups and kind of lose the, that magic. Whereas when you integrate these parts, it that magic comes back online. You know, our imagination, even Einstein knew imagination is more important than knowledge because it's where everything comes from and then we get to bring it into physical form. So it's uh, it's been truly a gift to get to share this medicine and much different than most um, other practitioners that I've that I've seen. <clears throat> it's not like come see me, you know, twice a week for the next three years. I've had clients share that they've done therapy, you know, talk therapy for like three years and then did eight weeks of this inner peace coaching with me and found that they had more breakthroughs more self-discovery, incredible results, and more dreams coming true in such a short amount of time than they had in three years of therapy because it's actually allowing your body to finally metabolize the somatic energy that's been stuck as issues in our tissues, you know, and also get to identify, wow, these limiting beliefs that we all share often around, like, I'm not good enough or I'm unlovable, um, you know, like, I'll never be good enough. These beliefs are actually decisions that we made about ourselves and when you kind of identify where that decision was made and then we can begin to pull those like weeds those limiting beliefs and plant some deeper truths and we get to do that through this process <clears throat> with um, also calling in a, a future you know wiser sage version of ourselves uh, our higher self that we can gain guidance from as our current self and it's a beautiful process, and um, once once people get the experiential learning, then I give them the step-by-step take-home version of it, and now you're armed with a process for healing, you know, from the source where all these triggers and uncomfortable feelings and challenges that arise and conflicts, when those come up, usually it's like, man, it's, you know, whether it's anger, you know, somebody pissed me off and we're pointing the finger this person's fault. There's always these fingers pointing back to the source of that. <laughs> and those triggers are actually gateways to deeper healing. And so when there's a charge there, there's something worth looking at. And usually we'll we've been taught, you know, to numb it out or go on Netflix and just escape or go on a scroll on Instagram and just, you know, get, get away from it. Whereas now we're armed with a process. We can literally like pick up our journal or leave a voice note and go through this step by step and resolve it from the source and learn more about ourselves. And, you know, talk about knowing thyself. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. And, and literally then everybody benefits that you encounter literally from strangers to your loved ones, because that same example of anger, you know, as well as I do, it's like, even if we're trying to bottle it down, it's like a volcano, you know, and eventually it starts trickling over and guess who gets the brunt of it? It's usually our loved ones, 
you know, we end up being short with them, we're snappy, we're less patient, less present, and sometimes outbursts, things say we, things we don't mean. And so I help a lot of people with developing um, a healthy relationship with anger, with grief, with um, finding the gold in the depths of these emotions. And um, it's beautiful because the entire family benefits, <laughs> you know, it's, and uh, it's it's really cool because this is this work is clearing generational wounds you know the the abandonment wound i had to heal personally in order to call in my queen right and allow for all these dreams to come true with my children and before that i had a pattern of you know like my first love in college she you know blew my mind we had so much fun together it was like oh we could spend our lives together right well after a year she ended up leaving me and that was, I was heartbroken, but I moved on. I didn't have these tools back then. Picked up the pieces, moved on, and then years later, fell in love again. And it was when, after about eight months, my girlfriend left me and I started connecting the dots. I was like, whoa, I'm the common denominator here. Like, <laughs> and it really <clears throat> put my ego aside and looked at all the ways that I was actually showing up very immaturely in in aspects of the relationship to push them away and to recreate the story that my ego is familiar with of love and loss of like oh you know the woman i love the most will always leave me right because that's the story that i created when i was four and so that would just keep reoccurring unless i had a way of going to the source and resolving that so it's been such a gift to uh get to to utilize and to share this inner peace process. It's been a game changer for, for healing trauma. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, we, the internal dialogue and the thoughts that we have and the mental blocks that we put up without even realizing it until we come to that, like you said, that hallelujah moment, that, you know, revelation of realizing that, it's us. We're the common denominator in all of these scenarios in our life. You know, to know thyself is the most important lesson in all of this. And not everyone gets to experience that. Not everyone goes about it in the way you did or other people have done to be able to do the work. And now, you know, you're shining a light for others so that they can find their true self. Yeah. And we're all just reminding each other what's possible. You know, right. it's like there's even medicine and jealousy and envy. You know, it's like the the competitive nature kicks in. They're like, well, what? Why don't I have that yet? Or all the cool things and whatever is right. And then, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> whereas if you zoom out and see it from you know the seat of awareness, it's like, oh, how amazing! This person's reminding me of what's possible. And if you spot it, then you got it. It means like you're riding that same wave of possibility and that you can call that into your life too. So it's just a been an exciting reframe on a total different outlook on life, getting to use these self-healing tools. And, you know, it's, it's a game changer for um, people that have given up on their dreams. You know, they're just like, man, it, life's just too tough. Like that's just a pipe dream. You know, I don't even... They don't even put much cloud into that anymore. And then they find a way to invest in themselves 
and get the support that they deserve and learn this inner peace process and start recognizing, wow, no wonder I gave up on that because here's this limiting belief that I'm always a failure, that, you know, I'm never good enough. And so as soon as we start picking those, boom, opportunities, people show up, like all the puzzle pieces for that experience to happen. It's like the universe wants to experience your dreams too through you. You know, so it allows for that when we clear the 3D debris that's been in the way internally. And um, that's one of the things I love about this work is I get to witness a lot of dreams come true, whether it's calling in your soulmate, um, you know, a lot of uh, realtors that I work with have just been on that uh, feast or famine roller coaster ride financially. And they get to get off of that because they're improving their relationship with money and realizing where their internal blocks were to that. And, you know, some of them have gotten the, like the youngest realtor in her region to get all these amazing accolades after doing this work and, and top in sales and all these things. So, and then health, of course, you know, that people like have just dropped weight. Like their body's just like, oh, I don't need to hold this layer of protection anymore. I'm safe here in this world. I just had to remind my seven-year-old that, mm. you know, and, and let them know that and feel through those emotions. And it's uh, it's truly remarkable. And um, it's, it's really exciting what's possible. Oh, it's, it's interesting because being on the other side of the obstacles, right? Being on the other side of the proverbial hump, right? It's easier, you know, they say, you know, we can look back with 2020 vision, everything's fine. We can connect the dots, right? We I can always look back and connect the dots. So what advice do you give individuals that are feeling stuck? They're feeling really weighed down. They're not sure that they're able to even you know, attain these goals, you know, maybe people in, you know, midlife and they're looking back and they're seeing these 20 somethings and these 30 somethings just living their dreams. And they're like, oh, you know, I, I was once young and then there's that jealousy thing. And so what advice do you give these individuals that are at the beginning of their journey? Yeah, it's a great question. And one, when we're up against these challenges, remembering that challenges are <clears throat> opportunities for growth. Right. And there's so much gold on the other side of them if we, if we choose to move through it. And so I always offer three self inquiry questions. And these are profound because <clears throat> the sooner we can get out of any victim mode, which is like, ah, why is this happening to me? And it like comes in threes, right? It's like a storm of like the worst three things happen at the same time. And you're just like, oh, this is devastating. When we're in that victim mode, that just prolongs the experience of suffering, like much longer than needed. So these self-inquiry questions can help get out of that and into using our mind as a beautiful instrument of the heart to like a heat-seeking missile to seeking answers. And this is beautiful because if we're not using this, then the mind will just go back to its default negative programs of like, uh-oh, I'm in big trouble. This is going to get worse, worse, or like, self-diagnosis on Google, right? <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, I have heartworms or whatever the right. worst thing is, right? Like, and, and that just makes it even worse and <laughs> amplifies the, the anxiety and the fight or flight. And then we're making more decisions from fight or flight state. So <clears throat> I offer one of the greatest tools that's right under our nose, it's breath. There's a really powerful expansion breath technique I teach that allows you to calm your nervous system right? And to kind of come from upstairs in Problemville, where 
mind's always looking for problems to solve or threats and drop it into the heart space, which is, you know, just this safe place to, to navigate and connect with everyone and everything and including your higher self and guidance, wisdom. And when you use that breath and calm your nervous system, <clears throat> then these three questions can be really powerful. And the first one is, how is this happening for me? And so no matter how bad the challenge is, you know, no matter how devastating, if you can get out of that victim mode and ask, how's this happening for me? Because I know on the other end of this, they have a whole track record of, you know, past challenges that you've made it through and gained some gold from that this one is, how would this be different? So it's allowing you, your mind to go instead of those negative default programs towards seeking answers. And then the second one is what needs to change? And this is that self-accountability because oftentimes your body will give you an answer of like, oh, I need to cut out gluten or, you know, um, I need to stop drinking or whatever your thing is, you know, might be related to addictions, vices, things where relationships aren't in harmony or in peace, right? So it'll, it, it's truth. It'll have you take a look at that. And then, then you can make a commitment and an agreement to, to make some shifts and, and then when you make the right shifts, your body's like, ah, oh, thank you. We're going to reward you with tons of energy and back to vitality and health again, you know, and then you know you're on the right track. Third one is what are the lessons to learn from this and what are the blessings to earn from this experience? And those self-inquiry questions, even if the answers don't come instantaneously, just by putting your reticular activation system on your mind, setting it to seeking those answers, you'll, they'll start popping up in your experience and you'll get, you know, it's an opportunity to improve that connection to your intuition as well. <laughs> and every time you listen to your intuition, say yes to that and honor that and take that action step, whether it's cutting out alcohol or, um, or gluten or whatever in that example, um, you are improving your connection to your higher self, to a higher power, to, you know, they say, they say, uh, you know, when we're praying, we're talking to God. And when you're listening to your intuition, that's God talking to you. So it's a, a beautiful way to honor that and make those necessary changes. And then you can move through the challenges with a little more ease and grace. Because when we gain those golden nuggets, I call them the lessons and the blessings, then usually it doesn't have to keep reoccurring in your life. Like my example with the broken heart, you know, the, the women leaving me in my life, um, you know, all my dreams came true after that because I had done that inner work to resolve the own beliefs that I created about myself and those decisions I made at an earlier state. So it's, it's profound. Um, it, it excites me just to even think about, you know, the results that people get from this work. And, and, uh, it, it's, it's like a new lease on life. You know, when you see challenges as growth opportunities and you're like, yeah, <clears throat> the fear doesn't go away. The self doubt, the, you know, uh, the perfectionism, like none of that like goes away. You're still human and you have your ego, this tour guide trying to keep you safe by taking you back to what's familiar, right? In survival mode, but your soul knows better. Your soul's here for novelty, for full expansion, for the full learning in this human experience. And so knowing that you can befriend the ego and I have a whole process for people that's like 
get to name that voice and get to know those roommates in your head <laughs> and, and actually integrate them instead of um, trying to exile them because we all know that doesn't work. Uh, they just come back louder and, and taking the wheel and, you know, detouring us to decisions that aren't in our highest. And so that combined with the visioneering practice that I offer, um, it's super fun. It's like a, I don't even call it homework. It's an exercise that allows you to connect and experience um, just with a crystal clear palette of your, what do you want? Like, what is the ideal life look like for you? And give yourself an opportunity to, to write that out in present tense and get to experience that in real time, the sensations, the emotions, and all the details. And then that becomes your North Star. And so that can help people align with their purpose just because if it's a heart's desire, then there's a reason that that's, that's here for you, you know, and, and you deserve it. So if you're taking inspired action steps towards that each day, boy, it can get really exciting. You'll see it as all those signs and synchronicities show up and the puzzle pieces start falling into place to allow you that vision to come to fruition. And, uh, it's, it's fun. Oh man. Ah, I love that too. Now, in your opinion, for individuals, maybe there's, you know, parents out there, maybe single parents out there and they've got, they've got visions and hopes and dreams and they almost feel guilty to follow them because they're putting their children first. You know, they're putting maybe their partner, maybe they're married and they're, they're putting everyone else first and they're putting themselves last, but they're not fulfilling their own visions and they're not fulfilling their goals or hopes and dreams. What, what advice would you give those individuals? Great question. Um, I too am a recovering people pleaser, <laughs> so I can relate. <laughs> and <clears throat> here's what's cool. Like we mentioned earlier, we're always modeling our actions, um, our relationships with everything, with money, with each other. With Those are, uh, it's like our children are just digesting that and are downloading that software in their brain. So would you like to be known by your children as the one that never had the courage to pursue their dreams and just gave up on that path, trying to fill everybody else's cup from an empty cup? Or would you like to be known and you're, allow your children to witness you boldly stepping, dancing through fear and seeing what's on the other side and seeing how many of these dreams you can make come true in one life and leave behind a legacy that can inspire your children to do the same, right? <laughs> It's like you're literally, by you doing that, you're giving them a full permission slip to also pursue their dreams and know that they deserve that. So that's a game changer. It's a great question. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. I, I love the way you framed that and articulated that. It's, a, it's that permission slip. It's saying, hey, you can do it too because th you're so right. You know, they, they mimic their, their parents. You know, they're going to, they're going to see things. They're going to hear things. And that becomes their cycle. It becomes that program, like you said earlier. And I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm glad, you know, a lot of my friends, even my brother, you know, like seeing how, you know, my friends and family talk to their children nowadays, you know, whereas, like I said, you know, generationally, like our parents and, you know, our grandparents, it was a different time 
you know, and for me, you know, I'm first generation in this country. So my father coming here when he was a child, it was a different mindset, you know, coming to this new country, it's foreign. It was just this work hard mentality. And it was just like, you know, and again, no shame. I, I, I love the foundation that they've created, you know, but again, you know, being here, knowing better and doing better. Um, that's, that's the thing that's evident, especially for, for me in my experience. And, um, it sounds like, you know, even if you're not first generation here, there's a lot of people who are experiencing those things just the same. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, uh, some profound <clears throat> changes, you know, uh, upon us, you know, in this, this human experience. And so it's good to take a look at your relationship with change. You know, there's, uh, there's those that try to resist it <laughs> and boy, that's painful. You know, I've <laughs> right. been there <laughs> right. and you know, it's like holding on for dear life is hoping this doesn't change or you don't lose this in your life. And there's acceptance, right. Of change, yeah. accepting, Hey, yep. This is everything in this realm changes. And, and then there's the ability as creators, we have the power to initiate change as well. And so you can choose from those three what I find beautiful is that, you know, I take my girls on a walk almost every day um, to the nature trails here. And, you know, it's been super dry all summer here in Texas. And, um, you know, we sit and I, I taught her how I pray with tobacco, right? It's this beautiful carrier for prayers. And so we would go down to the water where there used to be water and it was all dried up and we would pray for you know, rain and for um, water coming to fill mm. all the lakes, the rivers and the streams to allow for all of life to thrive here. And it's just been so beautiful because the other day, you know, we've gotten some serious rain here and I got to take Sophia down to that water again. And now it's filled with water. And I was like, how cool is that? Our prayers were answered, you know, and water is a great representation of, of current, of currency right? Life flows through it. So um, it's just beautiful to get to share that with her and imagine her first experience and relationship with tobacco is much different than <laughs> our generation, right? Of right. <laughs> witnessing like the abuse and the overuse of it and the addictions and, and such. So um, that really warmed my heart the other day. And um, it's, yeah, you look in nature, um, you know, that's another thing if you're going through a challenge get in nature go yes. by the nearest water because nature is always displaying the answers for us you know those that are resistant to change and choose that painful path if you watch a tree <clears throat> that has these elegant leaves right that all season it's been growing these incredible leaves but when winter comes or fall it's just doesn't hold on, doesn't try to like, oh, no, not that one. I love that one. It's just with the wind, lets the leaves fall. And it's beautiful because the tree knows it can grow deeper roots and taller branches and even more beautiful leaves next season, you know. But we as humans, man, we just have so much more trouble with that. That's <laughs> like, not that leaf, not that friend, not that, you know. And so just being so close with death in this life uh, of so many loved ones that I have really just found a lot of gold in grief and been able to um, connect in a new way to, to those souls. 
and um and it's just been beautiful so i encourage everyone to you know get into nature experience the answers that nature always is displaying for us it's like the same thing program that i grew up with you got to do 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 work 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 really hard and and it's like well these trees are out here producing apples but not you know all in divine timing and they it's all happening without all this like needing to do 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 or a speedy it's all just like naturally in time in in divine timing and it all gets done right and what's what else is cool is like those apples unlike us on instagram and social media it's like the tree could care less if you think the apples are sour or the sweetest thing since apple pie right i'm just here to produce apples you know i'm just doing my purpose and whereas we get so caught up into you know like oh they didn't like that comment or that <laughs> video or you know it's like you're an epic creator just create you know and the more we create the more we're on that path of purpose and it balances out the conditioning that we've had to over consume and i feel like that's such an accelerator it's like gasoline on the fire of anxiety depression all those emotions are a byproduct of just getting further and further away from your path of purpose and as a creator you know it's like we just consume 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 and we're forgetting that oh yeah i have the ability to create even if it's playing the guitar or writing a short story or you know creating a cool uh, experience for your family or your friends, you know, like, uh, so the more you align with that, the more you feel the long-term fulfillment. That's so much richer than any short-term gratification you're going to get from consuming something outside of you for a temporary relief. And that's been a game changer for me. That's what inspired me, you know, sitting with the anxiety, um, especially right around the pandemic time i uh i really like allowed myself to take anxiety through the inner peace process and discovered so much gold there like i couldn't believe it felt like i'd been avoiding this anxiety is usually not trusting in the process of life fear and avoidance so i was not trusting in the process of life at that time caught myself getting into some traps of like you know <clears throat> data that might not even be true and and so as soon as i really sat with that it was like an old friend had been knocking at my door for a long time anxiety and and finally instead of trying to avoid it i invited him in for tea it was like sitting down to have anxiety <laughs> and, <laughs> and, he, and it was like a dear friend that had been trying to help me this whole time and it was so uncomfortable that I didn't answer the door until then. And what I discovered is that, of course, anxiety has this charge to the word based on our past experiences. So it can feel very, you know, like constrictive in nature, nails on a chalkboard, you know, just that word alone from our past experiences of it. Whereas if you call it what it is, it's just energy. And it's usually a lot of energy in one general location or two in our bodies. And energy is information. So when I finally unpacked this, it was like, wow, my friend <clears throat> was showing me my biggest fear, right? Smack in my face. 
And it was like, I have not <clears throat> wanted to look at this. And that fear, being so close to death of my loved ones, was deathbed regrets. Just getting, I know sometime my time will be up here and you get, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people that have had near-death experiences. I've experimented with, you know, sat with some really profound plant medicines. And, and so this allowed me to develop a relationship with death and life that allows me to like really get the most and give the most out of each day because, man, when it comes my time, I don't want to look back and go, oh, I wish I would have shared that idea. Oh, I wish I would have created that thing that was so cool that I could have helped so many people with. Or I wish I would have had the courage to share that message on my heart that might have helped one person, right? I've gotten to look at that. And that was a fear that lit a catalyzing fire of motivation, of inspiration. It was like a, a healthy fear, you know, to, to really spark more of my creativity. And so that's when I developed and um, enrolled uh, a great group into the laser focus method. And it was a way of gamifying your get to do lists and actually, you know, creating more intrinsic self-sourcing of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, healthy rewards. So you don't need to seek that externally as much and really just getting to dance through fear and create more and instead of consuming so much. And it, it's such a game changer that it, now it's a online do-it-yourself program and it's like such a cool experience and, and people that have gone through the laser focus method that still use it today are creating like 10 times more than they were when they were caught in the consumption, you know, conditioning. And um, so that's been such a gift and um, really cool to alchemize. Like I, I probably wouldn't have created that had I not sat with the depths of anxiety, you know, and now I don't have the same relationship with anxiety. Like I see it at like, I'll catch it when it's a little feather. You know, oh, I see you, old friend. Thank you. You're right. I have been like consuming more than I was creating. It's time to get back to, you know, what I'm here to do and be. And um, that's been such a game changer. Just one of the many gifts that, you know, everybody can find in the depths of these heavy or so-called bad emotions and feelings. So I encourage, you know, put on the lens of curiosity and, and go in and allow yourself to feel that and see what kind of gold lies there for you in your self-discovery path. Oh, absolutely love that. And I love the alchemical allegories that are happening right there too. You know, it's, it's fascinating to think about that, you know, and getting on the other side of pain and, and turning that into gold, you know, and starting with ourselves because that's all we have control over. And, uh, I, I love that. And so you talk about these methods, you talk about the, the, the things that you've been doing and you have available. How can folks find it and where can folks find you? Yeah, check out charlesclay.coach. Uh, that's where you'll find the laser focus method, more information about the inner peace process if you want to um, reach out about that. And um, there's a free gift for everybody there. And this is a fun one because it's a, um, I've been using this for my good morning ritual for over a decade. And it's an alignment activation that allows you to reclaim and come into full sovereignty, I call it. And that's just filling up with your own life force energy, returning to center anything that's not yours, letting the 3D debris drop, 
So it's a breathwork movement and visualization practice that's a game changer. And it's really fun to get to create from that place. So I highly recommend everybody get that, experience it, use it. Um, you know, it's, it's a fun one. When it, when it feels good, you know it's working. And um, <clears throat> so just subscribe at the bottom, charlesclay.coach. You'll get your free gift automatically, that guided alignment activation. And then for those on Instagram, charlesclay.coach, um, you can find me there too. And feel free to shoot a DM. You know, I'm, I'm happy to connect. I love, um, you know, getting to help anywhere that I can. And, and we have such a plethora of resources. So um, feel free to shoot a DM if the inner peace process interests you or the laser focus method and love to connect. And, um, and while there's space available for the listeners, I can offer a 15 minute support call as well. And on that call, it's great. You can schedule it at whatever time works and we'll hop on, get to hold space for you and see exactly where you're at, what you're up against and where you'd like to go and um, create some of those puzzle pieces in place for you and uh, see if there's any way I can support you. So that's a, you know, a couple, couple offerings and free gifts just for the listeners. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, This is such a gift to get to share these lessons and blessings that, uh, you know, we've, I kind of learned the hard way (laughs) to, (laughs) to offer an easier way. And uh, yeah, if there's one thing I could, you know, hope to inspire in others that I wish I would have had the courage to act on earlier, reach out for support, like tune in with your intuition to those people that you feel called to intuitively that just send them a message, reach out to them. Um, we're not meant to do this alone. We're, it's like such an easier path and more meaningful when you're going through something and you just know that you're not alone and you can rely on other people, mentors, guides, um, friends, you know, whoever you feel called to. Um, and I feel like that's, that's a big one, especially for everybody dealing with, um, anxiety and depression and, and the suicide rate these days, Mm -hmm. like just, just have the courage to reach out for support when you need it. And, um, to whoever you feel intuitively called to. And, um, yeah. We'd be glad you did. And there you have it. I cannot thank Charles enough for all his time, his space, and his energy. I really enjoyed that conversation. My heart goes out to him. I can align with him on our loss of loved ones and where it puts us in life. And honestly, I implore each and every one of you to check out charlesclay.coach and check out those offerings of the free gifts. You can get that laser focus method, the inner peace process, that 15 minute support call and that free gift, the guided alignment activation. Find Charles on Instagram at charlesclay.coach. Check him out, follow him. He shares a lot of pictures with his family and it's absolutely adorable. Thank you, Charles, for all that you do. And I can't express how important it is for mental health, for all of us to reach out for support. You are not alone. None of us are alone. The holidays are very difficult and I can totally align with that. Hit us up, please reach out to us, reach out to somebody, anybody. If you don't have family or friends that you can reach out to or you don't feel comfortable, reach out to us, it's confidential. We'll get you the support you need. You know, it's it's so easy to talk about Thanksgiving and Yes, 
we employ the attitude of gratitude, but Thanksgiving is challenging for a lot of us. And for me, I can tell you, it's very challenging for me because I have so many memories of hanging out with my mom and Thanksgiving dinner and, and making dinner together in the last years of her life that I'll never forget and I cherish them sincerely. And it's important for me to share this. As hard as it is for me to share, it's important because I know there are people out there who can share it in that sentiment. And um, I also know that there are people out there who didn't have great relationships with their parents. Reach out. There is strength in asking for help and there is strength in asking for support. Until next time, please take care of one another and keep thinking for yourself.